Hello, hello, hello. Happy 2019. I know I'm not the only one that's glad to see 2018 gone and ready for all the good stuff that's going to be coming in 19 and 20. I am ready to end these petulant teenage years that we have all been going through, especially since 16. This has definitely been some angry teenage years for all of us. And I'm ready for us to start moving into the roaring 20s because I know there's a lot of good times coming our way. And I'm ready to help share it with everybody. So this is me, Sharman Smith, your friendly 2020 Democratic candidate for president, author of the book, Taming the Titta, the much better read post-election than it was pre-election. Please be sure to check it out on Amazon. And thank you for turning, tuning in here today to, to speak with me once a week as we talk about all the things that are going on in our country and all the things that we get to anticipate and prepare for because we know that what's coming in the next two years is going to be a really, really big challenge for all of us. And that's okay because I like a challenge. Challenges are fun. I want to take a few minutes because we haven't been, I haven't been live on the air in almost two months and really just talk about some of the changes and, and update you on what has been going on. And I want to start out by saying just how grateful and thankful I am to everybody at BBS Radio for for everything that they have been through in the last couple of months. If you if you don't know, BBS Radio has been located in was located in Paradise, California. And on November the 8th, I was live on the air while my friends and colleagues were evacuating, and it was terrifying, but they got out safely. And it 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 wasn't lost on me that Trump didn't even know the name of the town, but it was something that impacted me directly and impacted my friends and the people who are in my circle. And the the campfire from California was so devastating and traumatic. And it has been such an impact on our country, on our, our people, on the on the show, the platform, on everybody that I know who has been impacted by it. It has just been such an amazing event to be able to see people pull together and and really help each other. One of the things that I've talked about many times on this show is identifying your community and who you can trust and who will be there to help you. We all need friends who would be in a foxhole with us. And the people at BBS Radio are definitely foxhole type of people. And I'm so happy and proud that they're back up and running and everyone's live on the air and people are getting back to normal life. A lot of times after you go through something traumatic, whether it's a, a an unforeseen accident or a natural disaster, it takes a long time for people to rebound and to get their feet back underneath them, especially when you have to find a new home and rechange schools. And so many things can change so quickly. And we, we take for granted the peace and quiet and the, the joy that we have in our normal surroundings. And then in a moment, it can be gone. And I'm just incredibly grateful that my friends and their family all escaped 
and are healthy and happy today and moving back forward with their lives. And, and it is with a tough end to 2018. I, I know I'm not the only person who is happy to see 2018 go. I know I'm not the only person happy to see 2019 here. And January the 3rd is an amazing day, especially as we talk about politics, because today's the day it all begins. The new house takes control today. Everybody will get sworn in. We'll have a new speaker of the house and who knows what kind of fun and chaos that will bring, but at least we'll get things moving again. One of the things that I've had the opportunity to really step back and watch from my perspective through this political campaign is that I, I definitely do things a little bit different. On August the 28th, I reached out to Trump's campaign manager and I have noticed that the day after I give an interview, Trump often says something very similar to what I said the day before. <laughs> Hilarious because he steps in quicksand. You, you probably don't realize, but right before the election, when he was talking about giving people a 10% tax break, it was literally the day after I gave an interview talking about how I could get my tax plan down to 10%. The day that he announced that he was going to produce uh, an executive order to take care of chain migration is literally the day after I gave an interview where I talked about the problems with chain migration and how I was paying attention to it. Now I have a plan to resolve the issues because it's being manipulated and misused. And it, it is funny to me that he listens and then twists it up his own way and messes everything up presents it. It's really, it's entertaining for me to watch. I gave an interview a couple of weeks ago, right as the government shutdown was getting ready to get started. And I reminded everybody that we have been through shutdowns before and everyone gets paid eventually. And of course, the next day, Trump started talking about not paying people. What we need to understand as we move forward in the next two years and the chaos that is going to come from this new political environment, he's been the boss for two years and he had the entire House and Senate on his side and it has still been complete and total chaos because he's, he's a chaos master. He survives through distraction and frustration because as long as we're trying to put together the pieces of his lies and all the gaslighting attempts that he does to us, we're exhausted and we can't keep up with everything that he does. There's something about the criminal mind and the narcissistic mind that makes it possible for them to know exactly how to manipulate people to get them upset. The, the important thing for identifying patterns of abuse and the cycle of abuse and being able to break it is you have to be willing to acknowledge it's happening. So one of the things that I, I hear people talk about Trump all the time and, and how narcissistic he is and, you know, how erratic he is. And then they'll say, I don't understand why he can't behave right. I don't understand why he can't show compassion. It, it is, it is a sad moment when you have to acknowledge that you're not ever going to get compassion out of an individual. Are they capable of it? Absolutely sure. Somewhere deep down in the pit of his soul, there is the capability for compassion in there somewhere. I am sure of it. 
Does he know how to tap into it? I'm sure he doesn't. Does he have a clue how much pain and misery he is causing to people by doing things like insisting no one's going to get paid from a government shut? Absolutely, he does. Does he care how much pain he's causing people? No, he doesn't. It benefits him. Our misery, our pain, our frustration is, is, is like a bolt of energy to him. He, he lives off it. He feeds off it. And it's going to continue for the next two years. And we think we've seen it all, but I have a feeling we ain't seen nothing yet. And I know the first thing people are going to start talking about as soon as the Democratic House takes over is the importance of us impeaching Trump. And and everybody's going to jump on whatever bandwagon they want to jump on. I want to be clear from my perspective. I'm not, I don't think we can impeach Trump. I'm not sure that it's even a possibility. I do think that we can censor him. And for all of you out there who aren't sure what it means to be censored, for him to be, this is a, it is a political move that must be done through the House and through the Congress. And it prevents him from signing any new bills. It prevents him from approving anything. It prevents him from creating any more executive orders. It is very difficult to censor a elected official. It is very difficult to impeach an elected official, especially a president. You rem- the, the, the old people with me probably remember what it was like to get Bill Clinton impeached in the House. And it was months and months of anger and frustration and fighting. And they got it approved through the House, but they could never get it through the Senate. And we would be in the same situation right now with Trump. The House can approve to impeach him, but the Senate won't do it. And we all know it. We have to find a way to limit his power and limit his control. And we have to stop giving him what he wants. He wants to make us miserable through his chaos and his lies. He is a, he's the worst of the worst. We, we hear stories all the time about abusive spouses and power and control dynamics. But what we're witnessing with Trump is next level. And we've never seen it from an elected politician in our country. We've never seen it from a president in our country. And it is terrifying to those of us who understand the importance of the position, to the dynamics that are involved, to the way that he has to be able to manipulate and control people and hurt people and torture people and punish people. There, there's a lot of people I hear crying out now, how can he do this? We, we need to stop asking ourselves how it's possible for him to do this. And we need to just acknowledge that it's not only is it possible for him to do this, it's possible for him to do much worse. And we absolutely cannot let that happen. We absolutely cannot allow ourselves to be sucked into his chaos and his drama and his misery. Our misery feeds him and makes him feel better. Our happiness sucks the life right out of him. So we have to find ways to be happy and to boost ourselves up and to ignore him and to let him know that we're not going to fall for his game. 
And there's little things that each of us can do every single day to make a difference. Now, I know that one person can't do it alone. I'm not here to tell you that I can fix all this by myself. I absolutely cannot. I'm not here to tell you that all my ideas are the greatest ideas on the planet and I can solve every problem that we have. That's not reasonable. I don't think one person can do it alone. But I'm here to tell you, together, we can accomplish anything. We're unstoppable. We're going to be seeing the, the, this new wave that is going to be coming and taking over everybody in 2019. And what it builds for in 2020 is going to be amazing and beautiful and wonderful. There's still going to be tough times. There's still going to be hard moments. And he's still going to do everything he can to try to tear us down so that he can beat us because he knows he can't unite his base enough to overcome us. Unless he makes us so miserable, we're willing to give up. And we absolutely cannot do it. We have to stand tall. We have to stand together. We have to make new friends. We have to encourage our current friends to get out to vote. We have to get everybody registered, but it's more than just getting registered and going to vote. It's being willing to talk to new people and see if they need any help so that they can get registered to vote. In, in each of our last few elections, especially the last election, because it was so tight, there is a population of people who show up to vote no matter what. The Democrats, you can count on 66 million people to show up. The Republicans, you can count on 66 million people to show up, but there's over a hundred million people that we can't tap into. And I call those my hot voters. I love my hot voters. They don't like Hillary. They didn't like Obama and they don't like Trump. And if we don't get the hot voters out to vote, we're not going to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish. But the good thing is, is right now, more than ever, we have more hot voters than we have ever had in our life. Obama tapped into a bunch of hot voters when he ran eight, when he ran in 12. We didn't see hot voters show up in 16. Nobody wanted Hillary. People just voted against one or the other. It wasn't something that brought us all together. And one of the things that we need to acknowledge is it's going to take a different type of personality to beat Trump. And that's okay. Everything I see with his personality, I have seen all this misbehavior before in someone else. I know exactly how to lead him into quicksand so that he hurts himself. I enjoy watching him make a fool of himself. When he did the 10% tax cut, I laughed. I just laughed. The next day when he showed up, or the next time when he showed up with his executive order to get rid of chain migration, I laughed. I laughed so much. I came up with a new hashtag. Trump's going to get beat by a girl. Trump's going to get beat by a girl. It was entertaining for me as well to watch the newscasters over the next couple of weeks comment about how they just didn't know what he was losing his mind about now. When I know exactly what he's losing his mind about. He can't stand the idea of getting beat by a girl. He's desperately hoping Andrew Gilliam will run against him in 2020. He knows exactly what that math equation produces for him, and it absolutely will not work. 
He thinks he's going to be able to convince people that he knows he can beat into standing and doing battle with him. And he will ignore me and dance around my statements because he thinks that's going to help him. You know it's good when he doesn't even come out and say what's going on. It is beautiful and it is brilliant to me. And I'd just like to say hi to his campaign manager today because I know she's listening in. And that's okay. I want to make sure she knows my campaign manager flew in to meet me on New Year's Day. And we've been going over her uh, outline for the campaign for the next two years. And it is fantastic. It is brilliant. The connections that she has made. I already have speech writers. I already have interns. I already have volunteers. There's an entire infrastructure. She's going to handle everything. And it is going to be the most amazing event for the next two years that you could ever possibly imagine. It was terrifying when I had to sit down and go through my list of, you know, things that I had done wrong in my past because it potentially popped back up as a scandal. And I was really nervous about it, but it made me feel fantastic when we got done with each thing. And she said, no, no, that's hot. We can work that. No, no, that's not a scandal. No, we can handle that. That's not a problem. I know how to do that. Everything that I thought would be used against me, she knows how to use for me. And I know right now, more than anything, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. What I have seen come together with the universal energy in the last six months has been the most amazing and beautiful and terrifying events of my life. And I've never been more confident. I've never been more secure. I've never been happier. I don't like to use the word never, you know, never say never, but I, this is so exciting for me. There's so many things I can't possibly tell you because it all has to play out in its own time. But there is a lot of good stuff coming. And on New Year's Eve, she texted me and asked me if I had seen that Elizabeth Warren had decided to uh, <clears throat> uh, form a committee to determine if she wanted to run for president, which is the appropriate first step. It, it is an appropriate first step. We will see within the next week to 10 days that she actually files her SEC paperwork and she actually goes through the effort of filing and running for president. It is absolutely everything I anticipated. I'm not remotely worried about Elizabeth Warren. I'm not personally concerned about anybody who doesn't understand the difference between a mortgage-backed security and a derivative. And one of the reasons I launched a write-in campaign in 2016 is because Elizabeth Warren tried to blame the 2008 financial collapse on derivatives. And that absolutely infuriated me. And I love the fact that Elizabeth Warren went through all that effort to claim one five hundredth of a percent of Native American. If she can claim one five hundredth percent of Native American, then I can absolutely claim my one percent Nigerian. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun for all of us. Just a little dash of black girl magic as I, you know verbally smack Trump around for the next two years. He's going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. And we're all going to have a really good time.
Now I'm going to take a break for the next few minutes and we'll be back and we're going to talk about some of the other changes that you can anticipate coming to this show and into the future of this campaign for 2019. I'll be right back. Thanks, everybody, for waiting. I appreciate your patience. One of the things that we're going to see take place in 2019 is the evolution of this radio show. I, When I started my campaign in, in June, I cast a wide net because I know that people are going to say I'm crazy and this is an impossible dream and who do I think I am? And that's fine. I have plenty of time to explain to anybody who it is I think I am. But one of the things that has really excited me is so many amazing connections. I love to do radio interviews. I love to do the podcast. I'm excited about doing the television interviews. And the outline that my campaign manager has put together for shows and national publications and speaking events, it is just thrilling and exciting. But this radio show is very personal and important to me, and I intend to keep up with it for the rest of, well, until January 2021 at the least. But I also want to make sure that the TIDA book goes on and the series goes on and the story of the TIDA continues. And I like to promote other strong, passionate women. And through this process, I have met some amazing men, some amazing women. I have given some of the greatest interviews with people. And there are so many people that are on board with this that it is just, it is so exciting. But one of the things that I'm going to be doing is bringing on a couple of co-hosts, at least one co-host, to do a portion of the show with me every week going forward. And she is one of the smartest, most amazing and talented individuals. And she has been wanting to be a journalist for a long time. And when Trump was so cruel to that journalist with cerebral palsy, it really hit home to her because she does have cerebral palsy. And when he was awful to her, she ran right out and signed back up for journalism school because she wanted to make sure she'd have the opportunity to let Trump know that his behavior was absolutely unacceptable. And I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever heard anything more beautiful in my life. I love talking to her. She is so smart and she is so intelligent, and I absolutely intend to give her a platform to be able to let Trump know that people with disabilities are amazing, and they bring amazing gifts to all of us throughout our country, throughout the world. I have been so lucky throughout my life to have good friendships with people who would be considered disability, my, who would be considered to have a disability. 
my brother um, is legally blind and he has some some learning disabilities and he has been one of the greatest people in my life. He is incredibly smart, incredibly intelligent. If this disability doesn't stop him, it is just something that gives other people another thing to complain about, truthfully. And I have had the, I have had the most fortunate experiences in my life where I have met wonderful and amazing people who just need a little bit extra help. And that's what we're here for. None of us are perfect. None of us are without fault. Certainly not me. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes all the time. I do the best I can and learn from my mistakes and move forward. And one of the things I like to do is I like to share what I have learned. And I like to bring people along because this is the party and the more the merrier. And I think that one of the things we're really going to enjoy is all the different connections that I bring together through the show, um, all the different people that we're going to have experiences with. I did an interview on November the 8th with two of the most amazing people that I have ever spoken to. They have created the, the most fantastic time management system that it absolutely has to be shared with everybody. It, it is a tip and a trick that will help people heal themselves and heal their relationships and plan for all the events that will be coming forward in their lives. It has been just awe-inspiring to me to see the connections that have come together. When I when I started this journey, I was looking for, like, like I said, the opportunity to cast a wide net. I was looking for radio shows and podcast interviews and opportunities to get my voice out, to get my message out, to grow my my community of supporters. But it has been amazing because not only have I found television show hosts and talk show hosts and radio show hosts and authors and people who are willing to help me spread my message, but I have also found people who could, who book comedy acts. And absolutely, we are going to have to find a way to laugh at everything that comes out of the next two years. And I try to put a positive spin on everything. I don't always succeed, but I do try to put things together with a little bit of humor because I do believe that the number one issue for us in this country over the next two years is going to be finding ways to get people talking and laughing. And I think that I know how to do that. I know I can't do it alone. And I'm ecstatic to have found professional comedians who want to help me out with it. We're going to have a really good time with that. I promise. Not only have I found professional comedians, but I found people who train WWE fighters. And you know I'm going to need some ring time with Trump. I'm going to have to practice all that now so I can be prepared when the time comes. There's this isn't going to be your everyday normal political campaign. You'll have plenty of professional politicians out there that you can look at to see how this should be done. I don't think a professional politician is going to be able to beat them. I think a professional politician will be too stuck in the mindset of what they should say and what they shouldn't say and how they should say it, that they're going to miss out on all the opportunities to humiliate him, and that's the best way to get through, through to him. It is. He's going to need to be smacked around just a little bit by somebody who's used to not putting up with his game. 
The reason why the professional politicians are having such a hard time managing him is because he doesn't act like a, a normal person. He doesn't think like a normal person. He is a predator. He is the worst of the worst narcissists. He gaslights. He lies and manipulates and nothing that comes out of his mouth can be trusted. And when we start to embrace that and we start to realize he does give us tips and hints. He, all liars do this, whether they realize it or not. It's how they get caught so many times. It's why we have so many people who have already been convicted of felonies who work directly with them. They don't know how to cover their tracks. They don't know how to keep up with their lives. And they have to tell a little bit of truth. Otherwise, they can't keep up with even what the lie is. So one of the things that all of us need to get better at is spotting his lies. And I know our, our professional journalists are struggling with it. I know that our professional politicians are struggling with it. And that's okay. None of us can do this alone. We all have to work together on this. And many of the professionals who are trying desperately to fact check him and keep him in place and at least try to counteract his lies, I want them all to know that they are heroes. I love them. I appreciate them. Keep up all the hard work. Take your vitamins because the next two years is going to be a long event. And none of his behaviors are going to slow down or stop. I suspect we are going to see a full-blown meltdown during July. And all the adult supervision seems to have disappeared. We don't have Mattis anymore. We don't have Kelly anymore. It, so much has taken place. It's a little scary to think about what else is possible. But before I even focus on the scary, I'm going to continue to focus on all the potential and all the positive and all the good things that are coming. Right now, today, we're having a new Congress sworn in, right? We have the new Democratic House of Representatives that's being sworn in today. And amongst the people who are being sworn in today, we have more women than ever. We have more minorities than ever. We have more people who've never run for office than, better, than ever. And this is a good thing. This is a wonderful thing. We absolutely need term limits. Some of our elected officials have been in office longer than I have been alive, and I am in my 40s. We have to have people from our communities who understand what our communities need be willing to step up and run for office. And I know that it is scary because you have skeletons in your closet and there's a million things that you may have done in your past and really don't want anybody to know about it. And I, I get that. I understand that wholeheartedly. But we live in a different time now where people actually appreciate your mistakes and what you learn from them. Because nobody wants to be governed by the morals. And that's what we're looking at right now. How many times have we heard that someone's trying to ban yoga pants? That we, we have so many people who insist that you know, we're all good Christians and we need to act like it. But the, the, the problem is, is that the perception of Christianity has changed so much. Nobody's really sure what a good Christian should act like. And it is, it, 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 it's sad, but it's important that we make this evolution. 
I fully understand that, you know, your personal relationship with your Christ and Savior is exactly that. It's your personal relationship, just like mine is mine. I know that just because it says so in a book doesn't necessarily mean an American's going to do it. We're really big here in America. If you tell us not to do something, that's exactly what we're going to run out and do next. So we have to figure out how we communicate with each other so that we're not forcing people not to do something just because a book said they can't. Now, we don't have a, a government that is run by religion. We have a separation of church and state for a reason. The, while the evangelicals would love to make us all act based off the way they think we should act. That's just not what it means to be an American. It's not what it means to be free and to have the right to speak your mind. And we all know that it that just because you have the freedom of speech doesn't mean you have the freedom of the consequences that come from whatever you say. There's no freedom to use hate speech. There's no freedom to threaten violence. We have to work within basic, common decency and manners. And that's something that we can reinforce every day on our own. Say thank you, say please, be kind to someone else, help someone out whenever you can. As soon as you start a conversation with them, try to continue a conversation with them. And how long ago was it that we used to just talk to strangers and make friends wherever we were? And now we're so focused in our phones that we forget to look up and look around at everything that's going on. And I get it. There are so many good, entertaining programs out there. There's so much information out there to learn. And there's everything happens quickly. We live in a microwave society where people want stuff done immediately. And one of the things about democracy is it's not immediate. It's not fast. It moves very slowly, and it moves slowly for a reason. Think of how much trouble we would be in if Trump could have done everything he wanted to do immediately. The fact that he's being limited to four years and he can't accomplish very much works in all of our favor. We know that we have a tough road ahead of us for the next two years. And that is okay. I, I heard a lot after the election in November that people didn't get the big blue wave that they were expecting to get and they're frustrated. But I want us to think about a presidential election cycle like a football game and there's four quarters. And this last election in November was just halftime. This game isn't even close to being over. Games like this get one at the end of the fourth quarter, and we all know this one's going into overtime. Let's well, be honest. Come on. This won't be over on November 2nd, 2020. We all know it's not going to be over until November 9th, 2020. It's going to take that whiny baby a week to conceive. That's okay. We know what he's going to do. We just prepare for it now. We make sure that we have enough money for all the lawsuits and all the recounts that we know we're going to need. We make sure that we prep people so that everyone turns out to vote and everyone's prepared that even if we do the best we can, the Russians might mess with us. We learned in this last November election that while the Russians or whoever it is, is messing with our electoral system, their reach is limited. They can only effectively impact a couple of races. They can't do them all, which is good for us. 
But we know darn good and well that 2020 president elect, presidential election is going to be an issue. So we prep for it in whatever way we can. And if that means I have to do a write-in campaign because the only way to effectively count the votes is for people to write them in, I'll make that decision at a future time. Right now, I am still aggressively and happily pursuing the DNC nomination because the Electoral College is the trick. It, it's tricking our system. It was meant to be a tiebreaker so that we never had a situation where we couldn't accurately determine what it was the people of our country wanted. Back when we had dirt roads and covered wagons and it took weeks to travel to vote. The electoral system was necessary for us. But what we have seen in the last 20 years is that system can be manipulated to be used so that the loser still wins. And that was never the intention of the electoral college. It was never meant to be the tiebreaker to ensure that whoever, whoever got the most electoral votes won. It was always supposed to be whoever got the most votes won from the popular vote. The, the idea that the person with the most votes didn't win impacted the psyche of the American voter more than we can accurately calculate. Nobody has properly studied it. It should have been studied in the last 20 years, but it'll probably be another 20 years before anybody even tries. What you need to do is think to yourself and look inside yourself. Do you want the person with the least votes to win? Absolutely not. And the only way we fix this is we get hot. We get mad. You can be hot and be gorgeous. I'm not going to complain about that. That's not a problem. But you can be hot and you can get mad. And we need to stand up and fight for what we believe in. My book, Taming the Titta. Titta is a Hawaiian word for an aggressive female personality who will fight you. And I see women everywhere ready to let their tittas loose. And I see men everywhere embracing it and encouraging it. And it is a wonderful time for all of us to embrace our inner strength, for all of us to stand together and support our friends, for all of us to be willing to step up and share whatever it takes for each of us to come together and to make the world just a little bit better in any way we can. You, you never know how far your smile will go. You never know how much your little gesture of help will improve someone else's day. We're all struggling with things every day, but, but we can get through it together. We're a, we're a united country. We, we were brought together to be the United States and the greatest union that was ever formed. And these petty little fights to divide us and conquer us, it, it is time for us to embrace them for what they are. They're petty, insignificant attempts for losers to try to tear us down so they can beat us. And they don't deserve to win. We're smarter than this. We're stronger than this. And I refuse to believe that there's anything so wrong with this country that it can't be corrected with a little common sense and compassion. And that's what we're going to see move forward in the next two years. But really, it's not even just the next two years. It's the rest of our lives. What we, the, the habits that we establish now, these are going to lead us through and improve the lives of our children and our grandchildren for centuries to come. This is not the end of America. 
This is simply a transition phase where we get to show the world what it really means to be an American. I'm going to take a break right now, and I'll be back in a minute. everybody. Thanks for coming back. This is Sharman Smith, the author of the book, Taming the Titta. You can find it on Amazon, or Barnes & Noble. I'm going to, I'm very excited that the screenplay has been finished. And in January, my production company will start pitching it to directors. I cannot wait to see my book and my story, even just the little portion of it that will be the screenplay will be the first movie on the big screen. It, it really is a much better read post-election than it was pre-election. And y'all know you want to know how to train a swamp. And if I'd have known that phrase, I definitely would have used it in my book rather than using a Duck Dynasty reference to explain the importance of income fluidity within the economy. Drain the swamp sounds much cuter. <laughs> a little bit harder to explain but is absolutely worth your time for the read. As I started working with the production company on the book, they told me it was going to be a challenge because normally one book is one movie. But in my situation, one book is at least five movies. And I know once we get through this first movie, it's going to set the stage for fantastic stories to come out of it. There is so many good things we're talking about on the, the big global entertainment perspective to help get our story out, to help get our platform out, to help bring people together behind this concept that a kiddo won't ever be tamed. These strong women who are willing to stand up and fight for themselves and fight for everyone else the way no one else is willing to fight for them, the world is full of them. And as we start moving into this next election season, there are people out there who the desire to help is so strong in them. They have a heart for helping people. They have ideas on how they can make a difference with politics, how they can help improve the budget, how they can make a difference for the lives of the people in their communities. And oftentimes, these people who who want to are surrounded by people who tell them they can. And there's, there's a lot of times those of us who think we can are stopped by people who think we can. And this is, we are Americans, not Americans. 
And if you're out there and this desire to run for some public office, whether it's the presidency or a local tax collector position, whatever it is that you want, you need to be willing to go after it. It's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard work. It's going to absorb every second of your thoughts, even when you're asleep. And it will be the most amazing thing you've ever done. I promise. The people who will gravitate to you when you start following your purpose and living your dream and pursuing the things that make you happy, these people who come to you are going to be your long lost friends. They're going to be people you will. I have met people and instantly realize that I have missed them for my whole life. I, I have met people who completed stories that I didn't realize I even had the missing pieces to, and the campaign brought them all to me. There have been heartbreaking realities that I never could have anticipated or imagined, and those things will eventually be public, and I'll not be able to avoid them. And we'll get to that eventually. Today is all about setting the intention for positive and good forces to come and help all of us through what is coming for the next two years. And the rest of our lives, things will be easier after January 2021. But the next two years is going to be tough. And anybody who thinks they can make a difference needs to start looking into how. And maybe you don't want to be in an elected position. Maybe you just want to help somebody you believe in run. You don't know what your true purpose is until you start asking yourself, what will make me happy? How do I pursue my happiness? We all have the right to pursue our own happiness. Even if you know, maybe, maybe whoever we're with, our partner doesn't agree with it, they don't our ambition. That's okay. You still have the right to pursue your dreams and your, your partners, your friends should want to support you too. But what I have learned through this process is there's a lot of people who pretend to support you. And then when the time is right, they run screaming like their hair's on fire. And that's okay. Don't chase those people. Let them go. Wish them the best. And embrace all the good people who come to you. When, you're, when you have a big dream, when you have a big goal, there, there's going to be people who try to talk you out of it, try to tell you you're not good enough, try to tell you you're crazy. You know who you are. I know who I am. You need to embrace who you are and live your dream. If you have a dream on your heart, something that is always in your mind, you want to start a nonprofit, you want to raise foster kids, you want to do whatever it is you want to do, as long as it's good stuff and it's legal and it doesn't hurt someone else, you should pursue it. We should all be pursuing our own happiness. How many times do we hear stories about someone who was homeless and managed to become a millionaire? Someone who, you know, had been completely broken and beaten and abused and managed to come back and find the strength to become a stronger, better person. Those are the stories that, it, it, that it, all of us aspire to. They, 
they make us feel better about ourselves, about humanity. We certainly all need a little positive reinforcement in humanity every once in a while. It is, it is a, a wonderful time right now to say, okay, this is crazy, but I'm going to try it anyway. I'm just going to cast a net and see what comes back to me. It was the scariest thing I've ever done when I started casting this net out there. And I wasn't sure what I was going to get back. But what the universe brought me has been the most awe-inspiring, amazing connections that I never in a million years could have imagined. And these people were all looking for me too. We were searching for each other. We just didn't know how to find each other. And I just threw everything to the wind one day. And I, I am so grateful and amazed by what has come back. I want everyone to start embracing their own inner desires and dreams. There is a way for you to go out and get what you're looking for. And I have, within my circle, created the most amazing group of people who just want to help other people live their dreams. And I'm going to be producing and presenting an entire platform coming forward in 2019 that will help people understand their credit, will help people understand their finances, will help people take control of their personal situation so that they can prepare themselves to follow their dreams and be self-sufficient. This experience for me has been eye-opening. And I realized I had a lot of personal experiences that made it easier for me. And I intend to share my knowledge with everyone. That's just the kind of girl I am. I don't want to keep my information private just for me. So just I benefit from what I know. I want to share with everyone so that anybody else in a similar situation can do the same thing and pull themselves out. It is, I've heard, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps my whole life. And I have certainly found myself in situations where I didn't know how I got myself into this one. I didn't know how I was going to get myself out of it this time. And I wasn't, I was just going to have to wing it. And I learned a lot through all those experiences. And there are a lot of other people out there in worse situations than I've been in. They've gotten out. There's a lot of people out there who are in easier situations than I've been in. And they just need a little advice little tip and help from a friend who's been there, done that, and gotten all the t-shirts to prove it. And that's what my platform is going to focus on this year. And there is so much good, exciting stuff coming. I can't even tell it all in an hour. But I am so glad that you guys are here with me today. I'm so glad to be able to share the vision of what is coming. And and I want you all, as you as you hear this and you start to think about what your dreams are, no matter how crazy they are, there's a way to do it. There's a way for us to bring it together. And I know people who can help you pursue your dreams. I want you to reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Smith Charmin. Charmin, just like the toilet paper, only with an S. S-H-A-R-M-I-N. You can find me at Taming the Titta on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Charmin Smith for President 2020. You can find me on 
my website at charmansmithforpresident.com. You can reach out to me through, through this BBS radio station. We'll get you a number. There is so much good stuff coming. If you're in a difficult situation right now and you need somebody to help you put a game plan together, I'm coming up with a team to help you get your dreams come true. Because together, all of us have something to give. Each of us has something special to share. And whatever your special something is, I want to help you share it. I want to help you live your dreams. I want to help you pursue whatever is going to make you happy. I have a heart for helping people. I want to start a nonprofit. I want to help children. There's a million things I want to do. And I'm going to do every single one of them. And I'm going to make sure that I take good notes. So that anybody else who wants to follow their dreams has someone they can reach out to and ask for tips and help along the way. And what we have coming, what, what this team of amazing people is going to bring together for 2019, for 2020, for the rest of our lives is awe-inspiring. It's so much bigger than the presidential campaign. It, and the campaign is amazing and it's wonderful. And I'm so excited about debating Trump. The, the 2020 Democratic campaign presidential arena is going to look a lot like what the Republicans did in 2016. And I'm fully on board. I, it doesn't matter who runs. I'm not even remotely worried about it. I'm looking forward to it. There's a level of excitement that I didn't know was possible and it fuels me every second of the day. And that is really just from following the craziest dream that could have ever been. And it has brought the most amazing people to me. And I want to make sure that I help everyone who wants help to pursue their dreams too. There's a way to do it. We just have to figure it out. And I'm confident Together we came. Just like I'm confident there isn't anything so wrong with this country that it can't be corrected with a little common sense and compassion. Together we can do anything. We know it's going to be tough. We know it's going to be a challenge, and that's okay. And I want you to be thinking about it. And anything that you, any ideas you have, you want to help, you want to jump in, make sure you go to intern.com and send the resume. So that you can be an intern to help out with my campaign. My campaign manager is already on the ball with a bunch of different things that are going to be coming for us. But I want you to reach out to me because we are going to find a way for everybody to pursue their happiness. And it is the best time in our country. 2019 is going to be the best year. The end of our teenage years and we're going to have a good time. Please look for my book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, Taming the Tida, T-I-D-A. It really is a much better read post-election than it was pre-election. You can find me at charmansmith.com. You should know that my campaign manager is a techie kind of person and it's going to be going through a whole overhaul. I can't wait to speak with you again next week because so many good things are coming. Thank you so much for being with me here today. This is Sharman Smith. I can't wait for all the good stuff that's coming in 2019 and 2020. Have fun. Take care. I'll see you soon.